I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, cocksuckers? It's episode 63. Please advise. Let's just get right into our guest today, Amy Phillips. She is someone that I've admired from afar for a while. Uh, and then when I met her in real life, I called my mom and told her I met her in real life and that my and that she knew my mom's first name. My mom was very flattered. Uh, so her name is Amy Phillips. She is kind of like the resident impressionist at Watch What Happens Live, but you're also a comedian of, of your own world. And then you're an actress and you do voiceovers and uh, you're going to be the new flow for Progressive. No, I'm just kidding. Amy, what else do you do? I, um, you're a married woman. I am married. Thank you for you're reminding straight. me. I am straight. Are you polyamorous? She's a cisgendered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, she's totally a cisgendered, cisgendered, uh, commonly identified straight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Oh, no. Cisgender just means that you um, identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth. Oh, a cis, what is it? Cisgender. Cis with an S? 
C-I-S. Like, hey, sis. No. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, all right, well, I definitely identify with my sisters. Yeah. So that's where I thought you were going with it. But okay. You know what? I have to tell you, I'm in over my head with it all myself. There's a lot of different words floating around in this universe that I'm just acclimating to. I listen to Dr. Laura every day. (gasps) You like, I listen to Dr. Laura too. She's my fucking Oh my God. Well, she's a monster. Nobody listens to her anymore, I feel like. She's a monster, but she's beautiful and kind. But monster. Let me, oh my God, I cannot believe I've met someone who actually listens to Dr. Laura. I don't think I've ever met anyone who Molly I- Molly owns a couple of mo- like, Dr. Laura books. No, Whoa, I own all of them. I, oh, I own have? the entire, I own every book that she's ever written. Oh I God. also own every book she's ever written on either uh, audio, um, audio book, like MP3, or I own the actual physical CDs. I used to drive for hours to Dr. Laura because I grew up listening to Davis. her. Yeah, me too, me too. Have you ever called in? I've never called in. I'm I am my kid's scared. mom. No, I have uh, never <laughs> called in. No, I've never called in. Are you in. frightened? Because I am. Uh, terrified, but yeah. also, to be honest, like, I don't think the majority of her advice really... It wouldn't ap- resonate. It doesn't... It's, the people she gives advice to live in a wacky alternate universe where it's like, she says something like, you married a child molester and you let... Your child live with a molester because you wanted to shack up. Shack up. And it's always like so (laughs) fucking crazy. And it's like, and she doesn't realize now is that she she talks about subscribing to her premium service all the time where you get all these extra Dr. Lores, but she doesn't realize. She is not on conventional radio anymore, and people aren't walking around with the right. dinky little headsets that existed when people were listening to her on AM on a Walkman. So she starts screaming, I have thrown my phone across a room, because she, her pitch will go up to a level yeah. that's insane. All the dogs in the neighborhood, like, bad, bad, bad. Bad, yeah. bad, 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 mm-hmm. bad. Anyway, I love I, that you love her. I can't believe I'm talking to someone who I respect and admire that you know, because I, I listen to her very much for like, you know, for comedy reasons, for entertainment reasons. And I, I find her to be the, the, the thing that I find the most interesting about her is she's unpredictable. Yes. Like I you think that, you know what she's going to say. And right. then, then she doesn't say it. She says something totally different. I mean, for the most part, she you know her views, you know what her opinions are. But she's right. completely she can she can take a left turn, you know. In uh, Albuquerque, if she wants to. And what's very interesting is you can tell her views have opened up a little bit, and yeah. she's a little bit homophobic towards her own gay sound people. Uh-huh. Have you heard this? Where she's like, the double D is a lot of testosterone over there. No. And it's like, <laughs> oh, oh shit, shade. Like, like it's some, mm-hmm. it's like you could tell it's some woman, yeah. and then like uh, obviously a gay guy, yeah. and she's like, a lot of testosterone over there, huh? <laughs> And it's like so cunty. It's like, but it's also like I'm glad that she like employs gay people. Absolutely. Like, I, yeah. I, I, but you know, and I think that they don't really buy into her bit. I think yeah. she also has gotten a little bit jokier about her bit at this age in her life. Um, I think she's relaxed a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like some girl was like saying like you go girl to Dr. Yeah. And she's like okay you go girl as well. <laughs> it doesn't sound as good when I say it, but you go girl yeah. as well. She's trying. Whereas opposed to she would have come at you before with don't speak to me with that street talk. <laughs> she would come right. at you like that. <laughs> I love her. So Amy, I um I asked you for a special uh, homework assignment, which is I want to know three reasons why you're qualified to be a guest on this podcast. Oh, you do? Where we dispense advice to maniacs. 
What are you looking at, Jackson? I'm he's a periscope. Per- he's periscoping. Oh, no periscoping. Oh my God. Okay. I do have the reasons. Okay. I wrote them down. Okay. First of all, let me just Good. I like that disclaimer that I, of course, my natural knee-jerk reaction is I don't feel like I am an expert in anything and I, you know... Well, you can also like, be an expert at failing. Like I yeah, point that oh, out to people. Yes, a I lot. did. Actually, that's my third one. Like, if your license has ever been suspended, you know enough. Um, <laughs> okay. Our last two guests have been twenty-three-year-olds who haven't been able to come up with a third. And I, I and I have to say, it's probably because they haven't lived enough. No, life. I know. But also, it's like they don't know their perceived worth. Like it's basically perceived worth. I was thinking about that because of Leslie Grossman. They, they don't. Yeah, they don't know. They're like they. There's actually a lot of stuff they know. That's why they're 23 years old, and I know about them. I yeah. want them here, mm-hmm. but they think they don't. So you That's have a so wealth nice. of things. Okay, thank you. Well, anyway, I also didn't want to go too deep into my darkness, so I kept it light. So the first reason is that I've been in I've been in therapy for many years, so I know a thing or two. Yes. Now, um, I would say I was in therapy for like pretty, you know, on a regular basis many, many years ago. And it continued about, you know, about three, two two to three years on a regular basis, you know, maybe once a month. Yes. Then it tapered off because I was able to somewhat get my shit together. Um, And then ever since then, I haven't really, (laughs) I'm a complete perfect person. No. No, thank God you're perfect. I love it. I've had the same journey with therapy where it was like, I went through it for three years when I was in college and I did mm-hmm. really well and then I stopped because I graduated but also like I had my shit together and now I'm like uh, I should probably go back that's the thing too it's yeah. like an open door thing so now I can call so my therapist is back in Michigan because that's where I'm yeah. originally from so now I can call her I can email her and be like I need to have you know book a double sesh <laughs> yeah because it's like too much do you to- Skype therapy no I don't okay I don't Skype it um I don't know. We've never talked about that as an option. I've thought about it. And I thought, well, no, she doesn't need to see. Like, if I'm going to cry, she doesn't actually need to see my face, <laughs> um, my crying face over Skype. But um, um, we just talk on the phone. So it's great. So now I can just call her when I need her. And that's that happens maybe once a year. Maybe, you know, I actually just emailed her the other day. I was like, I think I need to get in touch. Yeah, now you I'm need just, a like, refresh. So I haven't had a chance to. So it's great. So I feel like that's one of my areas. I feel like I feel confident to give people advice in because I have asked for advice from from professional people. <laughs> I like that a lot. The other reason is uh, that I was voted the best personality in high school. Ooh. Now, I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. No. I'm just saying that because I feel like I can get along with most people, all different. Like when I was in high school, it's just a good example of like your formative years when you sort of choose what your walk of life is going to be, what click you're going to be in, you know, who you want to associate with, who you're going to be. And I found myself just kind of, in a way, wanting to be a part of like everything. So I felt like I could get along with pretty much everybody in every group, you know, and then some people and I had my my group, okay, my group of gals, my gal pals, but then other people and some of those girls would be like, well, why are you like talking to those girls? And I'd be like, they're cool. You know, like I, I just I was able to relate outside of my group. And I think that that is an asset I found about myself that, you know, you can't just stick. You, you, it's in my opinion, you're just you're not growing if you're not reaching out to other people who don't have the same likes or interests necessarily. Yes. But you always can find common ground. You can always find something interesting or learn something new about other groups of people. And, and so that's my number two. Uh, number three, 
is that um, I, oh, I, I said, well, despite my failures, I've still maintained following my dreams. Period. Love that. That's beautiful. That's awesome. That's, I think that's great. That one's very simple. Those are three really good reasons. Okay. So now I'm go. going to ask you three questions. Okay. Um, to kind of dig a little bit deeper. Okay. So what's one thing you now, Amy, mm-hmm. would go back in time and tell 15-year-old Amy about men? Oh, God. So much. I would absolutely say you cannot um, – don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. And I don't mean that like in a, you know, anal sex way. I mean that in like a Beverly Hills cop, Axel Foley way. Oh, right. If you know that movie. I, of course. Um, the point is that you <laughs> don't compromise who you are. Don't, right. don't, don't get off your track and get on someone else's track and try to be who they want you to be because that will never end well. You'll never be happy. You can never find... You'll never find. You'll lose yourself. You'll complete. Right. I've done that. I've done that to a very a, a deep degree. And I've always people say, "Oh, I, you know, no regrets, no regrets, tattoo, no regrets." Well, I have a fucking ton of regrets. Okay, totally. and I'm fine with that. I have regrets. There's nothing wrong with having regrets. So I regret, <laughs> you know, getting off my own track and f- trying to get on someone else's because that. And maybe in a way, you know, you f- figure out who you are by doing that. But you know. I would say 15-year-old self, stick to your own thing and don't 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 go down that don't go down the road of another guy. You know, stay stay in stay, stay on your road. That's really that, that that's sense? like excellent advice actually right? cuz I think that's where most people get caught up. It's not the um you know, don't give your life to this person. It's like no, it's like literally what's your life? Yeah, what's about? your life? Who are you? Yes. And not not who is this person want you know, want you to be. Because it doesn't, uh, yeah, no, I know. I mean, and it's just weird that it happens to like so many people because you think, and it happens to people who are strong and people who who you, well, you perceive to be strong. It happens to people who you perceive to have it together or that. that, Well, everyone wants love, especially. I feel people that are are successful have had to work really hard to get that way. Mm -hmm. And so therefore the cost of that has been a lot of human interaction that a lot of people get if they, let's say, work at the mall. Like, and they get to check out at the end of the day and punch a card and not care. Yeah. Um, That's when you, like, I think a lot of times when people spend their lives, you know, focused on work, the opportunity of love presents itself. You want it so bad. You yeah. want it extra badly because it so doesn't happen that often. That's true. And and I think there's a, um, to quote Bethany Frankel, you know, she wrote My that, <laughs> she wrote that book, A Place of Yes. And I'm, I, I think that's great, but I'm going to go and say, don't be afraid to say no. Because that right. was one of, I think, my biggest things. It's like, no, I don't like that. No, I don't I don't like the way that makes me feel as a person. Yes. <laughs> I don't like that I feel mentally raped right now. You know, I don't right. like that I'm being taken advantage of. Those are the types of things that I'm talking about. Don't be afraid to say, no, wait a second. You're not making me feel like who I want to be or who I actually am. You're right. trying to like squash that. Well, saying yes all the time is really, really good yeah. for a long period of time. Yeah. But then yes. there's a tipping point and you're like, Holy shit, I have so much on my plate. All of these yeses have led to so many things. I got to say no to something. Yeah, and that that's, that's yeah. And then when you start to cut fat that has felt meaningful for you mm-hmm. at other points in your life, you're like, 
that's a whole another level of mental distress. So mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. anyway. But sometimes those things you say yes to are good because they're they're open opportunities. You don't know where they're going to lead. Right. And so that's good. You're you're choosing a good adventure. You're choosing to ex, you know experiment and go to places where you and didn't when you were to. right and you and you did that and then that opportunity led into six other opportunities and mm-hmm. only four of those turned out to be a right. The other two have to die at some point. Right. How do you deal with that? It's that's the like coyote take them away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my second question for you is, is there a flavor of ice cream that if you were, let's say, on a first date or with a new friend for the first time ordering ice cream that they could order that would repulse you so much you wouldn't (laughs) want to hang out with them anymore? (laughs) I love it. That they would never want to hang out with them? Okay. Like if um, I was with a grown-ass bitch who ordered like a bubblegum cone. That's exactly the one I was thinking. Ooh, bubblegum. I'd be like, who touched that's you? I can't. That's disgusting. Is there really Go. such a thing as bubblegum? Yes. There's bubblegum inside of the ice cream? No, yeah. I think it's just like bubblegum flavor. Yeah, yeah, but also, well, no, they have oh. chunks of gum. God, that's Some just, of them that have is chunks so of gum. disgusting. I can't even, one of my worst things is chewed up gum. I hate seeing yeah. chewed up gum. Well, People you, who stick like chewed that, up gum on like gum. the bottom of a table, who the fuck are you? the fuck? are you thinking and you spit it on the ground what the fuck are you doing well yeah, it's that simple act gum. of life like, revenge so mad it's a simple it's a simple little life pleasure which is like i feel fucked over by the universe all the time so what i'm gonna do right now is stealthily place my gum under this table because the universe owes me for my suffering that's what I think is going on when someone disobeys the rules like that okay all right i can buy that like if you're in school you know you're like, fuck Principal is Taylor, you know, and then you're like, eh. but, you know, if you're like at Starbucks, you're like, eh. and I'm like, what the, f- really? It's still, you're still to the universe? No, anyway. If you saw someone do that, would you ever walk up and I would. Something? I think I would. Are you're- you kind of like a police, like you like to police <laughs> people's behavior? Because I do that all the time. I police, I, but I, I go up to people, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Okay, I police all the time yeah. in my head, but. Uh, I say, I, I would say, I don't, I don't know. Would I go up to somebody and, and say something? Probably not. Maybe back in the day. I, I think now I don't have the energy to. Right. Because um, it is, it's quite it's, exhausting. It is. It's like, I don't want to get emotionally invested in this, you know? So I, I want to, I'm dying to know what you did. Like, who do you, what, what was the last thing you did that you walked up to someone and oh, called them out? <laughs> I think it was, it, this morning I was on my way to Target and the guy didn't stop for me when I was like walking across the like pedestrian crossway in the parking lot. Uh huh. And I was like, what is a yelled at <laughs> Oh, that like the driving thing? Oh, that's a whole other yeah. yeah. I even said that that was one of my areas of expertise was road rage etiquette. Right. Yeah, road rage etiquette. It is good to know though. Like yeah. B just got into a car accident and she has listed one of our interns just got into a car accident. Oh, her car's no. total. She's fine. She's fine. She is fine. Jeez. Her car is not fine. But she has previously listed road rage as like a major issue for her. And now that oh. you mentioned the words road rage, I'm wondering. Well, now she, she'll she have a car that doesn't have something carved into it. I know. So, well, road true. rage is is definitely my when I, when I say road rage etiquette, I just mean like it's in general and we don't have to get into this. I know I'm skewing, you know, I'm going off on a tangent, but I'll reel it in real quick and just say that road rage, everyone has it. OK, right. Bottom line. Now, how do you, now that we've accepted that that's the case, how do we deal with it and, and, by, and protect ourselves and the other people around us and drive safely? That's my whole thing. How I like you, that. Yeah. 
I think that's very important. So what flavor of bubble? Oh, oh yeah. What flavor oh, yeah. of ice cream? Ice cream. Oh, yeah. Well, I, would, I mean, I mean, honestly, like if there is that I couldn't think of anything more repulsive than a bubble gum ice cream, then I would honest to God say that would probably be it. I'm trying to think. I don't even like I don't really like ice cream. So it's hard for me to even know the many, many <laughs> flavors that there are. Right. Um, but uh, I mean, because I, I don't like nuts. So I mean, but if someone was like, oh, here's a hazelnut. I love I a nut. You, a yeah. Thing. See, if someone's like, here's a hazelnut, you know, ice cream cone, I wouldn't be like, go fuck yourself. I love a pecan moment. Yeah. I would I not be into that. But and cash. I wouldn't not, not want to hang out with you. Macadamia. Um, but, you know, I would just say like too many toppings would probably be like, all right, let's, t- you know, take Chill it fall back, toppings. fall back, fall yeah. back. Because why? I mean, honestly, toppings kind of like is. I just when I go to Pinkberry, I just like to hit me with that straight up Captain Crunch. I want a little crunch in the mix, nothing else. That's because what I do. you want to know what? It's a goddamn nuff. It's an. It's, I it's agree. Sweet enough. What do you? What more do you need out of ice cream? You have to drown it in like, like a fucking fruity banana twist. Like I'm not. I'm not into that. Not into it. Can't do that, babe. So my last question for you is: If Bethany Frankel was here right now and had to describe the Please Advise setup and what this podcast is, what would she say? Why would she do that? <laughs> what the Please Advise podcast is? Yeah. Uh, oh, she'd just be like, uh, like, like what? Like, if you haven't like listened to like Please Advise, like why? Like, have you not? Like, like get like like if you haven't like listened, like like get on board and like get online and like you know, like turn on your phone, like get an app, like get the app, like like just li- like download it and like download like get in the feed and like feed it out like get like don't like if you're gonna feed like you know make sure you like eat like things that are like you know healthy and like skinny like if you want to stay skinny like skinny girl and like read my book and like when you're like going on the feed they'll be like say yes you know don't say no because you gotta be a place to yes and like I mean, Jason's like living my apartment right now like it's a dream but like but please advise like you get advice like I'm gonna give you advice like unsolicited like all the time but like like you can call and like like leave a message and like you know and Malls is just she's gonna like get right back to you like and she's gonna tell you like what to do because like you don't know like I don't but I know and she knows like we know oh my god <laughs> Babe, that was my most favorite thing ever. I want that to be our theme song. That was my favorite thing ever. You give me so much life with your all your Yolanda Foster, with all of your impressions, because here's the thing, and I, I tried to explain this to you over lunch a little bit, where I was just like, all we just had Sunny Lee on the podcast, and we were talking about why... I like reality TV and I couldn't really explain it other than I, I was like, that, yeah. I don't know. These bitches just make me laugh. Like they just, it, I can unplug my brain and like, it's a fun story I can follow and they're fucking funny. Like Countess Luann bouncing around on a camel is so fucking funny. And that means the world. I listened to your explanation. I was like, she just completely summed it up in a way that I would too. You nailed it because I no. watch for funny, for comedy reasons is why I, it, it, the first reason why I tune in because they make me laugh. But you do this amazing thing where you then take the things that are what's really, truly funny about all of these ridiculous humans. And it's like, it's just, it's perfect. Like you could show this to someone who doesn't get it. You could show any of your videos to someone who doesn't get it and have them be like, oh, oh, this is how I should be watching. Oh, okay. Because look, they're they are valuable. I don't know what I don't know what textbooks they'll wind up in. I don't know what is go. I don't know what will happen with Real Housewives in, in terms of history. Yeah, but it gives a good me question. Every I couldn't walk if I didn't have Real Housewives. I couldn't leave the house because I don't know what else to talk to people about. 
Like, what else? When I go to a party, what do I talk about? It's like, I don't know what to yeah. do. I'm like, uh, who wants to do a housewife? <laughs> like, I just, like, there's nothing, there's no more common denominator in female society right now other than, like, clothes, rings, business, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Housewives wow. is our common thread. Damn, girl, you really, you really articulate it well. Do I? Yes, you do. I'm a little stoned, so I'm glad you feel that. It's, you perfectly are. It is the common denominator. It How do really I get is. in with Andy Cohen? Oh, you're gonna. Um, well, first of all, I want you to come on my show. Uh-huh. Um, I already have a doubt. We'll talk after, but I want you to come on I have on my a lazy show. eye, too, and I feel like this is one thing that Andy and I could discuss at length, which is that I actually was born very aware of my lazy eye, and he didn't realize he had one until he was on camera. I did not. I can't see your lazy eye. Comes in and out. Okay, Mostly when I was I'm drunk say, or tired knows, And or I angry. never noticed his lazy eye until Kathy Griffin pointed it out. How'd she do it? Did um, Kathy pointing out Andy? I can't do Kathy. <laughs> do Kathy Griffin point out. <laughs> Sorry. It was in her stand-up you know, act, but I didn't, I, didn't, um, uh, I didn't notice it. And actually, the way she did it was, was I didn't like it. It was mean. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was mean. Whatever. Look, a strabismus is a strabismus. You can't do anything about it. That's the strabismus we're in. That so is the strabismus, stra the Stradivarius business that we're in. So that's just what it is. I have a lazy eye. No big deal. So yeah, um, if you ever are in, well, I'll tell, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later about that. Okay. I want to announce it on about how I'm going about how I'm going to personally tackle Andy Cohen and turn him into my human teddy bear. Absolutely. So, so do you get invited to those Bravo Christmas things? No. Like, do you get to go? why? Well, here's you're why. the queen. Thank I know. No, um. no, you are. You are the kind of the queen of Bravo. <laughs> well, that's very nice. I don't feel like that, but um. So the so watch what happens live yes. is not produced by Bravo. It's produced by a production company and Bravo, you know, airs it. What's the so, production company? Embassy Row. Oh, yes. Famous. Yes. Because they also do Bandy Pump Rules, my fave show. They do? I think so. Huh. Or something else that Anna and I are obsessed with. Okay, yeah. I think I know they do um, uh, um, Talking Dead and uh, At Midnight. Okay. But... Um, Continue, sir. So... Anyway, I, I'm kind of on the outskirts in terms, because I don't, first of all, I don't live in New York. So when I do my videos, I do them here and then I send them to them in New York. And then every once in a while, they'll, they'll bring me out to New York to be on the show and, you know, you know, well, hang I out with them. I saw you bartending but, and Shannon oh, yeah. Medora, was that, was that what was going on? <laughs> I was bar bartending um, for the Real Housewives Awards. They were like announcing the Real right. Housewives Awards winners that night. And Ramona Singer was on and Tamara Judge was on. Uh -huh. And I got to be the bartender. So I did three impressions. I did Shannon Bedore. I did Heather Dubrow and Ramona Singer. Love. So it was so fun. I like after did the commercial break. I was like, I got to go in Andy Cohen's dressing room and like change. I was like, <gasps> oh my God, I'm in his dressing room. It was Dead so cool. for it. Because I yeah. everyone knows like that's the that's the thing about those that studio. That's like the legend of it is that yes. there's no room. Yeah. And if if you want to do anything, you have to go. The only space is Andy's room. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, that's why Lady Gaga peed in his trash can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, he he has an office. That's where she was. She was in his office. Oh. But I'm he his dressing room is just a very small little nook, like right off of the studio area. Honey, heaven, this is to die for. But I don't think I've ever been in his office. I'm 1,000 mm -hmm. times dead. I can't. I wonder what's going to happen when you do go. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, uh, NBC Row couch. produces uh, the Grace Kelbig show. 
Oh yeah, Ed worked for Ed. that. That's why I know Ed. Ed did. Um, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about that. That's like their newest show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Embassy Row was the company that Ed was working for when he was doing Grace's show, which I don't think is coming back. I don't know. It's not. I don't. Well, oh, okay. no, actually, I'm sorry. I you have no know. idea. But there was some weird fight. Did you see that? The fight that Grace and E got in kind of publicly. No. What happened? Like E's social media mistweeted something that made it sound like they were kind of shading Grace and then like all of Grace's fans attacked the E social media and then Grace deleted like E from her Twitter bio, her Instagram thing. Whoa. Like it was a big thing because I mean, to be honest, whoever whoever was on that E social media that day running things really fucked up. Wow, man. And I felt so bad because you know it's one of those things where it's like some fucking 22-year-old that just got a job out of college and is making $24,000 a year and living in a like a one-bedroom with three friends. So anyway. Oh, man. That, that, you know, I cringe when I hear about things like that because you can make astronomical mistakes, you know what I mean? But the world doesn't necessarily have to see it. And if you're just starting out in a, in a position and you want to work your way up. You right. <laughs> but I mean, someone should have been overseeing those tweets. I mean, if a 22-year-old or whoever, you know, is just starting out, is doing the tweets, right. they should have a supervisor read them before they put them out. Right. So that's their fault. It's not that. So listen, much. it's okay. It's not your fault. My friend tweets for Denny's. I don't want to brag, but he tweets for Denny's. <laughs> um so, do you know what we do here at Please Advise? We take sad people's calls and then yes, answer them and course. fix their lives. Okay, I'm cool. a big fan. Please, are you kidding me? Please. Yeah, I'm Please. a huge fan. Uh, let's listen to the calls. <laughs> Yo, that's a funny message. Um, so, I'm in a situation right now where my best friend and I are in a very toxic friendship. And it's a pattern in my life where we, uh, where like I attract these like really toxic people to my life who like want to control me and like tell me what to do. And like I'm cool with it until the point where like it makes me real bummed out so this person today told me that I didn't like I wasn't in touch with reality and it like reached the point where I told them like hey we can't be friends and now they're trying to like work things out in like a really sweet way like they're not being mean they're being really sweet uh so I'm not quite sure how to deal with that um I don't know sorry I live in New York there's lots of trucks uh it'd be cool to get some advice on this uh, all right, bye. Hey, Amy, I'm at a loss. What do you think? Um, I think she's on the right track right there by cutting them out. Yeah. Cause they, uh, okay. So I had a situation, um, where I, I just, I just expressed earlier that, um, you know, I made choices in my earlier, in my teens where I was sort of, I attracted the wrong person into my life and that's on me, you know? Right. So, and I like that she's already taking responsibility, saying that she attracts people into her life that are toxic and negative. Because in my opinion, that's a first step to recognize that you're like getting better and you're not going to be dealing with these a-holes the rest of your life. Because yeah. if you know that you are attracting them and you are, because you're not going to have anyone in your life that is going to treat you badly if you don't want to be treated badly. So if she already is telling them, you know, OK, this is the this is this this is the last this is the last straw. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tolerate this anymore. Then and they respond by being nice to her. They're just gonna do it again, and she's gonna let them. You just have to cut them out completely. My I had a situation with a girl um, who we were friends, and and we 
we be, we began to uh, a friendship and it didn't last that long because she was showing me these sides to her that I immediately uh, saw as like toxic and controlling. Right. And because I was already to a point in my life where I didn't, I chose to not have these types of people in my life. Yeah. I immediately was like, okay, bye. Yeah. You know? And, and they were like, what the fuck just happened? And I'm like, mm. you know, and I, I didn't even make it a big deal. I didn't have like, we didn't become best friends. Like she's obviously best friends with this person. So right. it, it, it's, it's more heightened, but I, I cut that shit out right away. And I was like, see ya. I mean, here's the thing. I don't, I agree. I don't think she's trying to in any way, um, uh, keep, like defend this relationship, but I also think like once you say the words, it's toxic, it's toxic, right, right, and that's difficult to come back from that. There's mm-hmm. some words that yeah. I just there's some words, some like things that get associated. I ju- just don't think you can really come back from it. And deciding mm-hmm. something is toxic, it, that's your job after that point to do everything you can to remove that. And some people might. You know, I don't think you're asking anyone to feel bad for you or anything like that. But I also think that you just need to kind of need to allow the poison to drain from your body for a little while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she didn't say what her age was, but she sounded young enough to make me think that like she's probably just at that age where you start shedding your friends and you keep the ones that are the ones you really need in life. Right. Yeah. And if for some reason they do come back to her and are starting to be nice, if she is really young, maybe these people will learn a lesson quickly and they're, and you know, because they're still, they can still kind of figure things out. I don't know. I wish we would have known how old she is. That I know probably, that really does you help said you that. guys yeah. age, gender, uh, and, uh, sexual preference if, uh, necessary or relevant. It's three, two, three, four, five, zero, seven, four, zero, eight. When you call and leave uh, your message, make sure to include those things. Yeah. Cause if she's like 16, and these girls are just being, you know, dickheads because this just they're just trying to be popular. I don't know. Who knows what? Right. But if she yeah. was 35, you'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, move on, <laughs> move on. But yeah, yeah. If you know, because then she if she's starting to, you know, respect herself more then these other people are going to start respecting her and they're going to then they might fall in line and be like, OK, I can't treat people like that. Yeah. It is yeah. so weird, though, because I I'm kind of I'm a little stone, so I'm just going to I'm ja- <laughs> I'm jamming on this mentally a little bit. But like. It's weird that we're like, what age is she, man? And like, the real question is like, what age is she to herself? Like, yeah. where is she? Like, not to, like, whoa, I can't. I that was like just, a stoner moment. Damn, <laughs> I just changed the room. So like, but all I'm saying is like, if she's 35, but she feels 22 and acts 22, then that's, yeah. the, that's the treatment she's going to get. That's a really good point. You are, man, killing it. Next call. <laughs> Hi, Malk. My name is Hannah. I'm 20, and I'm from Oregon. Um, My question revolves around a move I'm about to make with a kind of new friend I've made. Um, She's really cool, and um, she just so happens to be a lesbian. Um, So the rent is really cheap. We're sharing a room together, um, and I'm just kind of – I'm super, super excited to move in with her. but a few friends of a mutual friends have told me that there's no doubt that she's going to hit on me, which is, like, totally cool. And, yeah, we, like, text sometimes and stuff. But, like, let me make this clear. Like, I am straight. I'm straight. Um, so as much as I'm totally cool with all that, um, my question kind of is, um, you know, what if I 
kind of drunkenly make out with her sometime or we're hanging out and something happens. As I've been known to do. I've been known to do that. Um, nothing any further than that, but, like, at that point, would I be leading her on um, just because she's gay? I just, I don't know if that's, like, all right for me to do. Um, things about, you know, sharing a room with a lesbian, I guess. Um, also, um, just, like, as a side note, she's also um, best friends with my ex-boyfriend, so, I don't know, we could, like, kind of fuck with him in some way. But, anyway, um, please help, please advise, and um, uh, always, uh, God bless. We love you all. <laughs> okay, so you, like, have mapped out various threesome positions, yet <laughs> are, like, but she's a scary lesbian. But also, like, I've thought about her eating me out, like, casually when I'm drunk, but, like... I don't want her to think I'm gay because obviously I'm straight, even though I would eat her out while my boyfriend fucks me from behind on. Like, you're gross. Glee, you have to, you suck. I'm so weirded out by this chick. What's going on? She can't accept her life. What's going on? I don't, did she say she was going to share a room or share an apartment? They have a one bedroom and she has to share. Honey. Get a curtain and sleep in the living room. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, if I was sharing a room with a goat, I'd probably something would happen eventually. So, I mean, I'm and, I, and I'm not into snuggle. goats, you yeah. know, but I'm just saying, like, something is inevitably going to happen if you're in the same room. It's like, come on. It man. just like there's a lot of red flags that came into this call. No, because like you don't buy your own story. You're like, but she is best friends with my ex-boyfriend, which, by the way, he's your ex-boyfriend. You shouldn't be... I don't vouch for that part of the story. Two, I don't vouch for moving in with your ex-boyfriend's best friend regardless of their sexual orientation and, and or interest in you. Yeah, and that was a throw. That was funny that that was a throwaway. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That yeah. was like the main part. <laughs> it's in, And that's... Uh, look, honey, your generation's fucked. I don't know what to tell you. I just want I just want updates. I feel like she just graduated USC and is like sharing a room in Downey with this lesbian and like just, her like, boyfriend's coming in and like fucking plowing both of them. But well, the <laughs> lesbian's probably dominating the situation and acting as director in the threesome and like really navigating the couple through the... Anyway, I just am disturbed by the fact that her grand question was like, how do I live with this lesbian? And it's just like, how do you live with anyone <laughs> regardless? Yeah. How do you live with anyone? It's like, and then you had to like assure us that you were straight. And it's just like someone who's confident in their sexuality doesn't necessarily No, her question was like, her question was like, oh, if I make out with her, am I leading her on? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Why would you do but that if you were straight? Just saying like, how do I let her know that I'm straight and not interested in playing around? But you want to make out with her maybe? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what? The, what is the question? Like you want to make out with her maybe, but also have it your way. You're being like a straight dickhead. That's the truth. You're being like an asshole straight guy that's like, well, she's fucking hot, so, like, I'll fucking stay with her, but, like, I can't be in a relationship with her because she's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, that's what you sound like. Uh, you're fine. So what you're you basically going to have to um, just let the chips fall where they may because, you know, it's happening. You've already made the, the decision. You guys are going to be sharing a room. Um, and then just know that things are going to eventually get awkward and just ha keep your eyes on on the paper for another place to move into. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, what's All the right. alternative here is that, like, she moves in with this girl and she says, hey, look, like, Ooh, I'm right. not into you. 
but I might try to make out with you, just FYI, but that doesn't mean that I'm into you. So please just be aware of that when that happens when I'm drunk. <laughs> I, that's very mean to most people's emotions in that scenario. Very selfish. And furthermore, like, can you go find, like, new friends? Like, why are you digging around in the dirt pile? Like, looking around for, like, fucking uh, – I'm just going to say something we all learned from Brandon Wardell's podcast, which is that just because he has a condom on doesn't mean that you and her are protected from one another. So if you do have a threesome, he needs to change condoms between the two of you. And I'm also going to vomit. Next question. Hi, Miles and crew. Uh, my name's Dorothy. I'm 27. I live in Los Angeles. I called and left a voicemail, but I realized the sound was probably really crappy, so I'm doing a voice memo uh, for Christina Lopez's sake. Uh, my question has to do with office etiquette, kind of. I share an office that's pretty small with a like mid-30s guy who's uh, my superior in some roles, and he has the worst BO. Like, every day comes in, and it's just an assault to the point where sometimes I can't even eat my lunch. Not that I eat lunch in there, but, like, the, the stench just is overwhelming. Um, and I don't know if there's, like, a good way to say something to him or if I just need to suck it up and buy an air freshener or something like that or, like, a scented candle. I don't know. Um, additionally, he also does not seem to believe in headphones. Um, he has his iPhone and his laptop synced up and both of which are never on silent. So you get a cacophony of iMessage sounds, ringtones. Um, every phone conversation he has is on speakerphone. Uh, and God forbid he ever finds like goes down a YouTube path because that's going to be at full blast too. And Normally, I would just sort of like grin and bear it because I don't want to be a princessy office beezy, but um, it does get pretty distracting and the BO is really offensive to the point where I'll go out onto like a balcony or something and work, um, which isn't always an option. Anyway, um, I know this isn't a huge issue in the grand scheme of things, but if you have any tips, that would be awesome and very much appreciated. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Not a part of this is fun. Amy, what would you do? That sounds like the worst. Pr- is she at a prank show? Because that <laughs> sounds like the worst situation I can ev- I can imagine. Ashton Kutcher has yeah. fucking killed it for the last time. <laughs> Bitch, your life is a whole joke. No, this is the thing. I, oh my God. Well, have you heard a smelly ass coworker? No, I had, I just, uh, high school, I had, there was someone in high school that had really bad BO. That's the last time I've experienced something really horrible. High school, by the way, is like ripe for like, oh, strangers with BO. Yeah. (laughs) Anytime I have dealt with someone that has severe hygiene issues, regardless of how it appears otherwise, has a deep mental illness or depression or is suffering from something. I worked with a woman for a few years who be stankin'. Like, Mm -hmm. she smelled so bad. Mm -hmm. And it was an inter-office issue. And it was an issue between coworkers. And, you know, she was an invaluable asset. uh, And very, just generally a sweet person. But obviously was someone that, I mean, when someone's not hygienic like that, 
and doesn't buy themselves clothes and do self-care. Right. That's a sign it's of an underlying mental problem. illness. Yes, I agree. And especially if this guy is invading the space with sound and like kind of putting his territory everywhere but himself, I would ask to be transferred to a different office. I would too. I would go immediately to HR. Yeah, you should go to HR. Because they're responsible for handling That's their like job. That's, that's their whole job. That's, that's what they, they do. Exist. Yeah. Don't take matters into your own hands. No. Go directly to HR. Make a log. Right. Because, well, no, 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 no. Because this is, Dr. Laura said make a log the other day. Are she you did. Kidding? Are you? Okay. No, I didn't know oh if you were God. referencing that. No, no okay. I was probably so listening to it So she said keep a log. If it comes to HR, keep a log. Oh my but God, that's I subcon. I know I subconsciously okay. picked that up from her. Then no, you you guys are connected as sisters. Um, <laughs> we should all go sailboat racing together. She'd murder us, yeah, but she, I'd, yeah. I'd actually would probably die in that sailboat I race. I would too. But oh I would God. be happy to do it. What a way to we go. We should go stalk Dr. Laura together. <laughs> Dr. Laura, Molly McLear, and Amy Phillips take on the open seas. <laughs> Let's, get, let's oh. pitch that as In a the show. In the sailboat race <laughs> of the century. So um, I have a little sailboat experience. I'm not going to lie. You might drown. Um, but oh. so, uh, no. I really think that to the extent of which this isn't someone you're saying like, oh, like, you know, sometimes he, it seems like you partied the night before and he comes in a bit gamey. Like you're talking about a several, like a long-term <laughs> issue and um, uh, it, I had a point, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not for you. It's not for you. This is it. Oh, no. I know what it was. I had a friend who thought his life was ruined because HR came in his office one day and said, people are complaining about your behavior. They're worried about you. Um. And he thought his life was ruined because of this. But he actually, you know, that wasn't his bottom. He wound up going, like, way, way deeper and lost a lot. And now he's, like, rebuilding his life. Like, he's working on a farm. He went from being, like, a big-time executive to rebuilding his life slowly. But it was... Honestly, the help from someone in HR who noticed that people were complaining about him sitting under his desk. That's what he was doing. He was sitting under his desk. So there's all sorts of little strange behaviors that plays it down a lot. But there's all sorts of things that can manifest out of mental illness or depression. Absolutely. And body hygiene is mm -hmm. at the very top of that And list. there have to be rules in offices where – you know, there might be some rules uh, that she doesn't know about or that aren't posted. Like you can't have noise pollution. You know, you have to keep things on silent or if you're going to watch it, everything that she's going through, right. there are probably rules against that. And what will probably happen is HR will make a little email and it'll go out saying not to do all the things that he's doing. And he'll maybe he'll read it. Maybe he won't. And things might not change. Right. And then she'll have to go back to HR and in that email, it'll probably be like, be like, you know, here are just some reminders, some company reminders, and you're not, you, you're, you shouldn't do this, and you come in, make sure you're, you've bathed and all these things, and, and things won't change for her, and then she'll have to go back to HR, and, and then the, she'll get the transfer. Better you can specify what it is that bothers you about it, what specifically about the smell, maybe. <laughs> but I'm serious, because then they could more likely point to, like, heavy perfumes or blah, 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 whatever it might be. You might be, like... 
axe deodoranting his body after not shaving or showering for four days. Right. So I... Poor girl. Oh, I'm Christ. so sorry. That's a nightmare. Oh. Yeah, ask for an office transfer and send oh, email. Office transfer oh, immediately. God. We've got a letter. Amy's going to read it. Hey, Malls. My best friend recently got engaged. I was so happy for her. This gal's the sweetest person in the world, and this was her first relationship, and he seems perfect. I'm doing a character, I guess. I love it. Okay. I'm just thinking, my face is shrinking, thinking, continue. I don't know where this is going either. (laughs) A couple weeks after the engagement, I received a call from someone I haven't heard from in years who told me she had been dating this guy, but they had a feeling he was seeing another girl, and they thought he may have and they thought we may have mutual Facebook friends. Turns out the guy is my friend's fiance. He had been cheating on her via online dating profiles. I had to break the news. I ratted him out to my engaged friend, but she has since decided to stay with him. Oh, shit. They're going to counseling, and she has made it clear that it is no one's business. I really believe there are more girls he'd been hooking up with. And I believe he will do it again because he'd been divorced and cheating was part of the issue. Is there anything I could actually do to help my friend that wouldn't ruin our friendship? Thanks, girl. Oh, (laughs) shit. Well, no. She's a lovesick fool. Yeah, she doesn't want anything to do with your common sense. She's going to have her fucking wedding. She ordered her goddamn cake. She's been fitted in her dress. She has her flowers. She doesn't give a fuck if he made out. No, everything's going to change when they get married. Nope. But it will be nice because I think that you just need to be a supportive friend. You don't need to be the, like, she has a lot of opposition coming up in her life. And she needs you then. Yeah. But right now, you don't have to, thank God, just be happy or not. You don't have to fuck the guy. You don't have to marry him. You don't have to deal with divorcing him. Yep. You did. You already did everything you could do. You found out. You confronted your friend. You laid out the facts. And now it, it was. it's her decision and she's made her choice. And the best thing you can do is don't get like emotionally involved where it's like, don't like break up a friendship with her because she's making the stupidest choice of her life. You know what I mean? And don't be waiting in the wings to say, I told you so because you will be able to say, I told you so when he cheats on her because people just don't change. And if he has this track record, it's, you know, she's got her ball on, she's got her eye on the ball, (laughs) the wedding ball. And um, I don't know what that even, so anyway, she's going to get married. I get it. <laughs> she has her eyes on balls and they should be there. So I I yeah. I mean, well, okay, so if we can link this back to our favorite subject, Vanderpump rules. <laughs> Sheena Marie um married Michael Shea, mm-hmm. uh the music producer slash Malibu fish grill waiter of her dreams. <laughs> He works, you know that? I he didn't know that. Out. Yeah, anyway. So um, I, because I like thought, I was like, oh, Mike Shea's blowing up tracks, like trickle, triple X, but he's not. He's not. So no, he's working at Malibu Fish Grill. So then okay. 
Come to find out now they had this beautiful $100,000 wedding that she paid for with her settlement from her tooth being broken and her Vanderpump Rules money. And so she pays for this thing. She gets free sangria from Lisa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come to find out on the next season, a big plot for her, as we saw in the preview, is going to be Mike being a pill addict Mm -hmm. and a drunk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she says in the thing, she's like, no, he was always like this. It just wasn't this bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's crying and it's like, and and by the way, I think a lot of people think that way. Like, I'm not going to qualify it to matter women because I know plenty of men that have dated women that it's just like, babe, she's draining you. And like, you don't see that at all. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, you can't do it. You, that's going to, this is, I'm not going to get weird about God again on this podcast, <laughs> but I do believe that everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. I do believe that when we are put up against tests like this, the one, especially the ones that feel like they're, um, to another person maybe would be considered a life tragedy. We don't want to deal with them because of what, everything we've heard about what it is to deal with it. You know, uh, yeah. addiction, um, divorce, uh, uh, leaving, uh, leaving a situation with kids, like a- anything like that. Um, this is going to be a really good building experience for you. Yeah. You'll watch a train wreck happen before your eyes and you, you won't make the same mistake, hopefully. Yeah. So leave him, watch Vanderpump Rules, live your life, fireworks, <laughs> go buy fireworks illegally. <laughs> Next call. <laughs> Hey Malls, my name is Fabio, I'm 22, from Sao Paulo, Brazil, and my question is, I'm graduating from law school at the end of the year, and for some reason I just can't see myself as a lawyer, I'm having some doubts about, you know, you know that my choices, and I'm just wondering if it's normal, I mean, it's been five years, so I'm, I'm, I don't know, it's like, I feel sometimes like I, I wasted my youth on, on studying something I might not be as passionate about as I thought. So I was just wondering if, like, you have any advice or something. Please advise. Thank you. Okay, so listen, Fobs, you're way too hard on your damn self. Honey, you're 22 years old and you're about to graduate law school. Who cares? At least you're not addicted to heroin. You didn't waste your youth. You're still in the middle of it. You're not prostituting. I mean, who knows? (laughs) But I have to say, when you work that hard to get through school at the accelerated rate, it seems he did. I don't know if schooling is standard. In um, where is he from? San Paulo, Brazil. Yeah, I'm not. I'm unclear on the school rules in Brazil, but I will tell you that it's pretty remarkable what you've done. And you absolutely look. There's a lot of ways. There's you studied the perfect thing to not need because you will use that for the rest of your life in every single day scenarios moving forward, like. A knowledge of the law is an incredible thing to have. 
So you can use that creatively in any business you use moving forward. You have a leg up on anyone else who's starting a restaurant, anyone else who's starting a, a, a being, writing for themselves. You have you don't need a lawyer. You are your own. Honey, you're saving 5%. What do you think? <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Right? I mean, he didn't waste anything. You, I mean, and if you're having this awakening now, not only are you uh, ahead of the game, now you you're even more so because now you can you can it's not like you already got a job in law and then now you're stuck. You can go find whatever it is that you want to do and you're still so young. Here's the thing that concerns me about him is that if he's 22 and he's felt so pent up all these years and he does he does seem like he's intellectual, is smart and interesting and and wants to be cultured and knowledge uh knowledgeable, but I uh I feel like he could go off the rails. Well, maybe he should just like take this time and just maybe travel. Right. And just kind of hang, just chill for a second and figure out who, who he is and what he's passionate about and try to find something he's passionate about that can, and then marry the two, marry his skills and what he's passionate about. Just to bring this back to what we're really here to talk about, Pretty Little Liars. I uh, <laughs> Take a shot. I feel that... If you're playing the home game. Uh, this... <laughs> This the whole thing with the they're doing a time jump and Spencer was the oh. uptight, studious character. The whole family went to Penn. She didn't get accepted because she was chasing down a person that was cyberbullying her and threatening her life for five straight years. So that's awful. Yeah, no, she had a bad senior year. So it was just so. What I believe though was going to happen with Spencer is some variation on she kind of blows out because when you. Spend, I mean, the, I can say for a fact, I think that's a part of what I deal with quite a bit is that I was so studious and so oh. focused on getting into college. Mm -hmm. And um, even if I wasn't always studious, I always loved school. Like I loved oh, going to school nice. and I loved learning and I loved, uh, I loved it. So, but I, I definitely – I think party harder to this day because I missed out on that fundamental period in which you kind of do that, which was the only thing that concerns me about you, Fabs. It's the only thing. Fabs. I'm worried you're going to go too hard. Just take this time, Fabs, and just enjoy life and see where, where you know, the Fabs takes you. Yeah. Live, live the Fab life. Live in the Fab mint. All right, you guys. So we have a comment of the week. You are appreciated. Jackson, what's our comment of the week? My love. It says. It's from Rye Seal. It says, Maul had me at Scott Peterson. Five stars. Love. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with the podcast that I seriously wake up on Wednesday and eagerly await the pod to come out like some kind of please advise addict. Maul keeps it real for her callers and her advice for these people translates to my own life. Thanks to Maul's and her guests, I'm so obsessed with the secret language of birthdays Oh, secret language of birthdays. It's a I, book we read. Oh, okay. And I actually just used the advice about fixing a broken nail. Thanks, Malls, for this podcast and being a total boss. Keep it 100. <laughs> I like that he spelled malls with one L. I know. I like that, too. <laughs> I like it when people invent their own interpretation. Now, thank you very much, Jackson, for your lovely reading. That was our Your Appreciated User Comment of the Week. Rate us on iTunes. Five stars. Leave a review. And... We'll read it on the show. We like it when you get specific with stuff like that, too. I love that you, like, 
learn the broken nail thing from us. That actually is kind of more meaningful than that incest person <laughs> that called. Don't forget, you guys, 323-450-7408. If you are using our tips in real life and you want to call and leave a message or an update, or if you have more questions, just call that number. We'll take your calls and answer them on our pod with, by the way, our fucking fabulous lineup of of guests that we have coming up in the next few weeks. I mean, it's we're really pleased if guys is kind of going to set it off. I but. mean, it's pretty fabulous right now, just FYI. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, obviously, duh. I mean, whatever. Anyway, Amy, did you take that as a diss? Was I like diminishing you? No, not at all. Are you kidding me? I was all like, right. ooh, I'm excited to. Okay, I, I was like, I honestly, because I could cry on the ride home about this, but I would just prefer not to. So if you're, f- <laughs> I'm, so if you're fine, I'm fine. <laughs> More than fine. I'm, I'm, I'm actually enthusiastic about hearing the upcoming podcasts. Okay, it's tight as hell. All right, want to go back to our calls. Hi, Malls. Um, I'm calling from D.C. I'm 24, and I don't actually have a question for you. I have more of a testimonial that I would like to share. Um, I just have a lot of appreciation for Please Advise because I was really inspired by your recent discussion about Tinder and how to gain the system. And before I listened to that particular conversation, I was very down on Tinder. I was very down on dating. Um, I haven't really ever been in, like, a super serious, healthy relationship. So I kind of just, like, even at the age of 24, I decided I was just nev- that was just never going to be a thing for me. Um, and then I listened to your podcast. I've actually been listening to it for a very long time. And I turned on a lot of my friends to it, not to brag. Anyway, that was a side note. Um, but I listened to that episode and, you know, I went on Tinder the next day, matched with someone, messaged him first. And now we are on our fourth date. We're like kind of seeing each other more seriously. It's getting really great. He's like the nicest person I've ever spoken to, let alone like been in a romantic situation with. Um, and I just wanted to call and say thank you because it was all thanks to you and your inspiration. Um, so you can count this potential relationship or at the very least um, some renewed hope for one very single <laughs> girl in D.C. Um, as something that Please Advise has done. So thank you, Mom. Love the show. Bye. Girl, when you said fourth date, I legit got chills. Like, I don't know why. Like, I ch- I got chills. Like, yeah. I was, like, very nice. I heard that when you – your advice was off the charts. It was, like, astronomically good. And Thanks, I, I mean, And girl. I'm a married lady. I don't know if that – that doesn't mean anything. It's just the point Not of it is – long. I know. No. I was, like – it made me, like, literally, like, be like, wow. I'm, like, I want to go on, on Tinder right now and just check it out. You can no, but, Tinder yeah. for me if you want. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Christine has been group messaging us some Tinder exchanges lately that are going on. By the way, why is your mile setting so wide that you're reaching Redondo? I'm not. It's just like, it, first of all, it's not Tinder. It's OkCupid. So oh, like people can oh. message you from wherever. You know what I mean? So Ugh. that's why I'm getting messages from Redondo is because some Redondo losers. Just put your profile like, no, literally got that's more waves than Redondo Beach. Maybe you should just... 
like hone in on only Redondo and forget everything else. And then Dude, you need you know. that Redondo dick in your life. You need that just Good, steps get it, get away it. from the beach, dude. Get that Redondo. I actually dick. really enjoy Redondo because my old professor used to live there. But girl, like just it's fucking too far. lifting it's too far. your the crotch of your bathing suit to the side and getting some on the beach from one of your Redondo beach lovers in just like a marsh, like. But also you have your period, so you just like why, throw your why? tampon into a stray Am I marsh. No, too? you're wearing your no, but no, your bathing crotches, your bathing suit crotch just pulls aside. Um, <laughs> his pickup line was, "How do you feel about Netflix Jackson and chill?" Wants to kill. <laughs> Jackson wants to kill himself. I'm like rubbing my eyes. Like, oh god. <laughs> Why does it upset you to think about your aunt getting fucked on the beach with the side of her bathing suit pulled <laughs> past her crotch? No, why does that bother you? Come on. Because Christina loves Because you don't like want to my... see her sexualized? Yeah, that's like, she's like my mom. Like, but you can't, <laughs> but don't you appreciate I have a sex that? Life, Jackson. Don't you appreciate that even your mother has a G spot? No, yeah. she doesn't. <laughs> Your mom gets it. Sometimes. Oh my god! I just like how I she used she the gets. word "marsh" twice in that <laughs> statement. <laughs> Getting fucked in the marsh. All right, you guys. I'm sorry. I don't know oh. what the question was. No, no, no. It was the <laughs> Tinder girl. She's dating someone now. So oh, just break up with all of them. No, no. no she's, oh. like, thanking <laughs> she's like, she's thanking you. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Yeah. Good. Stay with them <laughs> awesome. until he starts to suck. Then break up with them. <laughs> Amy, we play a game called Do You Fear That? There's a list of 50 fears. I ask you if you fear them. You tell me yes or no or elaborate. Okay. Uh, Here they are. One, being naked in front of someone who's angry with you. Yeah. One, deep space. Oh, absolutely. Probably my biggest, one of my biggest fears. Really? Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing. I always imagine myself um, floating in space. Like I got just jetted out of the uh, yeah. the shuttle, like gravity. Yeah, exactly. And when I saw when I saw the trailer for that movie, I was like, "Holy shit, that's my worst nightmare!" And I watched the whole thing, and that was very, right. that was. Yeah. How would you get to space though? Um, well, nowadays people are apparently you just go. <laughs> I heard there Robin are options. Quivers say she's going to Mars now, and especially now that she they have. Water, oh yeah, because the gonna, water. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> gonna have a cool drink. <laughs> Uh, are year two, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. best. And Dr. Laura is on Sirius. You listen still? Stars, yeah. Yeah, Sirius. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We have, like, the same interests. Oh, so sorry. Uh, okay, <laughs> fire. <laughs> Do you fear fire? Yeah. Food in countries you've never been to? No. The dark? No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult? No. Welcome. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. You're really, I, is that the theatery side of you? Like, I'm always yeah, like, who I guess are these so. people that are like, oh, if I saw someone, if I saw someone naked, I would like legit scream, really? rip my own skin off my face and run out of the room. But it's just a an anatomy. It's just a body. I, I there know. There are some people who are just like very weirded out by like other people's Not private for me. parts. And then there's like some people like you who are, might have a theater background or a European and are okay with it. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm bad at sex, by the way. I just want to point this out. That doesn't mean I'm bad at sex just because I don't want to stare at some fuck. I, when I'm into it, I am. No, I, but I just don't. When I don't, no. Not no. for me to see a naked stranger that's not on my request list. Well, no, if if someone's gonna f- like in a park and they're gonna flash me, yeah, <laughs> no, that that would 
I would not like that. A lot of these but questions it, boil down to, are you afraid to die or does sexual assault appeal to you? That's, <laughs> that's what all of these questions. I can't wait. Okay, let's go. Basically boil down to. Um, clowns. No. Sleeping alone. Oh, no. Getting caught talking to yourself in the car. Um, it used to be when, before I moved to Los Angeles. Now, um, because everyone in L.A. talks to themselves in cars, it doesn't right. scare me anymore. I'm OK with it. Okay. I get mad when people point it out because it's just like I thought it was accepted that we all just kind of do these weird things in our cars. You mean like when you're driving with someone and, and they're like, like oh staring God, at you. Look at that weirdo. No. Oh, 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 someone across the traffic lane is like indulging in your in your weirdness. But yeah. I also am a huge voyeur. So I I'm really like. I mean, my dream is just watching unedited reality TV footage all the time and being in a room where I can constantly watch like Coral and Melissa just talk shit over a pack of cigarettes and a bottle of wine. Like, Maybe that's you should transcribe I'm- for those shows. <laughs> I've done that. That's no, and I that's know. why we've done I- it together. Yeah. yeah, right. And that's why I'm saying that's why I really loved it. And when I met, okay, so I went to the Scream Queens premiere. Can I say oh, cool. the Scream Queens is my favorite show? Oh, I loved it. I loved. It. I only saw the first episode. Now, my bestie, not one, my bestie, one of my besties, Fat Gay. That's his name, Max. He goes by Fat Gay. He um, works for DirecTV's socials. So I'm always his plus one whenever he goes to like red carpet events. We went to Empire together. Then we went to Scream Queens. So then you get to stay for the party. Now Max is kind of like close, close with some of the stars because he sees them on all the red carpets. So like Abigail Breslin was very present in our moment. And like she's chic and fabulous. And like, I mean, really on the ride home, I kind of just sort of trip balls on the fact that she was nominated for an Oscar when she was like five. For Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's like very, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. How do you top that? (laughs) Yeah. But Scream Queens is fantastic. So good. uh, I brought that up for a reason why. I'm, oh, Niecy Nash. So I worked on Clean House Comes Clean. You did? I used to love that show. Yes. And (laughs) I worked on Clean House and Clean House Comes Clean. And I would edit like raw video of just like so I would have to sit sometimes and I would log and then I had a night job where I would just edit like raw cuts and per like the producer so I would watch hours and hours and hours of Niecy Nash like who by the way like I'm not saying like she her takes were good like really good like she would be in some random place and they'd be like Nisi, you did amazing. Like, but there literally was just a branch scraping against the microphone. It was always the case. She was really good. And so I wanted to walk up to her at the premiere and just be like, dude, like, I'm probably one of the few people who can tell you that I've spent so much time with you that hasn't spent time with you that of all the people that could tell you that. But of course, when I walked up, she she was talking to like fame, famous people that were really fucking famous. Wow. So I avoided the whole thing, but I love Niecy Nash. I love Scream Queens. Uh, and I'm afraid of talking to people at parties. My name's Molly MacLear. Thank you and good night. Little person porn? Um, it doesn't scare me. No. Germs? Yeah, yeah. Saying a new word out loud for the first time? <laughs> yes, yes. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw? It does not scare me. It does happen often enough, so I'm used to it. What was the last movie you remember being like, oh, 
wait, what was the takeaway? Oh shit. Um, it was while I was watching with my husband and, uh, now I can't remember the name of it. Um, it, there, it wasn't, there was space involved in it. I'll have yeah. to come back to it. I can't remember the name. I just saw Goodnight Mommy and it's a horror film. I think it's Austrian. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. But like, even at the end, like it's, you think it makes sense, but there's a I heard about this so, movie. I just heard about it from somebody else too. Is it, I have got to see it. It is fucking buck wild uh-huh. if that shit is playing in your city and you have a 70 milligram thc edible and you want to go roll up in that shit that's going to change your damn life like there was a, a couple behind me and ed at this film um and the guy turned to the girlfriend about three quarters of the way through the movie and said i'm gonna meet you in the car honey and he stood up and he walked out because the visuals Ooh. okay so this is what i'm into I'm less into like, oh, wow, like they killed someone. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like now in this, and I was like this with Boy Next Door. <laughs> I, what I like is a creativity to killing someone now. Mm-hmm. Like I like an impalement in the eye. <laughs> like, oh, like a final I, destination type of thing? Right. Like it's like, oh, I never thought of killing someone like that. That's very interesting. <laughs> the movie that I – that I didn't understand fully was interstellar. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I would never see that. I couldn't so, be bothered. Is, did your husband make you see that? Um, no, he didn't make me see it. We, we don't make each other watch anything. We don't want to. Yeah. I was ever. Say, that's why I'd never just, be married. Uh, <laughs> but so, you know, we watched that together right. and, and he gets, he, he doesn't get annoyed with me, but he definitely anticipates me being like, okay, now, so, so wait a second, you know? <laughs> right, right. Right. Thank God. He can explain things to me. Um, first dates. No. Finding out that you've been suffering from most severe mental illness your entire life. Well, hmm. Yes, that would scare me because I, I wouldn't have seen that 100% coming. I mean, I know I have right. my issues. Uh, I know that I've got, you know, weaknesses. But if someone actually said you've got like a very serious mental illness, I would be like, feel like I betrayed so many people and myself and I didn't, right. you know, and I would feel very lost. That would completely freak me out. That I've gone true. this long with it. Yeah. That's really true. Um, watching mold grow on nature shows. No. Why is that a question? Um, cause I think watching <laughs> spores, things grow quickly is disgusting. Oh, El, so that, that, that's interesting. Okay. Well, there's one thing that I don't like. I do, I do, I can see that as a fear. I'm, I might even say yes to that because like anything in uh, ma- major like multiples or hundreds or thousands is frightening to me. They can be the cutest little kittens in the world, but if you you show me like a thousand coming at me, I'll be like, that's the fucking scariest thing I've ever a seen in my life. A lot of people have said that. It's like anything that has pack mentality yeah. or is like anything like that is terrifying. Yes, like, yeah. People, we ask about birds on this list, and a lot of people are terrified of birds, but when you really boil it down, they're mostly just afraid of a large number of things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, what you'll see when you look in the mirror. Yeah, when you flip that camera or when you turn your, <laughs> your phone on and it's already in selfie mode and you're like in bed and, and your chins are down, your makeup's off, and you're like, oh, why? It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> Lena Dunham's success. No, that does not scare me. Dancing in public. No. Singing in public. 
Uh, if I share an office mate, that would piss me off all the time. But no, I say no. no. Missing out on events or parties? No, I do not have that problem. I do not. I'm perfectly happy being at home watching television. It's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice. Having to go to events or parties? So, yes, sometimes that does freak me out. The initial like, you know, going in is always like, oh, God, you know, getting there and just. But when once you're in, you're like, OK, I mean, you see somebody and you're like, I'm fine. Now. Right. But the whole event of the production of getting there and having to deal with all these people event in an event type of scenario. Yeah. For me, it's like the getting ready part of it that kills me. Like, oh. oh, I love the getting ready. Yeah, the I'm getting like, ready doesn't bother me either. <laughs> you can be in the best mood. Yeah, oh, you guys can't see that I'm dancing so hard. <laughs> yeah. and like there's an invisible mirror in front of my face, and I'm just like dancing <laughs> in the mirror, loving life. That's like, what you can't see. I like the getting ready part. I just don't like arriving and then the initial like you know entry. It's always like, where are my friends? Do I know anybody Hate here? I entry. don't know anybody here. This sucks. And then you know, eventually it gets better. I guess the entry's the worst, mm -hmm. man. Um, that you're a fraud. Yeah, that would, that would be devastating. I had somebody who used to tell me I was fake. Who? Bad person? Yeah. Fuck them. An ex. And I'm like, you're with me. Like, right. why are you with me then if you think I'm f fake? Like, I, I, I'm not, when someone you questions yeah. your moral character, you mm -hmm. can never come back from that. That's, I, I find that yeah. to be one thing that it's like, nope. I can't come back from that. Mm -hmm. Like, if you hate me in this moment, you think I'm a bitch, blah, blah, blah. But if you actually think I'm a bad person mm -hmm. that would hurt people, mm -hmm. we're never going to recover from that. Mm -hmm. And that person ended up being the act, the true fake. Yeah. Living like oh, a, a double life. Okay. Sociopath. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting, huh? That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. <gasps> Yes, that's so sad. Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, that yes, that reminds me. I, the other day, I think I've done this twice to this person over email. Like I work with, you know, deal with them through with business reasons. And then they have two first names. She has two first names. Okay. Right. So each time I've done this, I've called this person by their last name twice now. Oh. <laughs> I'm like... And so in the first time, I think I may have caught it. And I'm like, oh, sorry. I meant, you know, I meant this is your name, you know. Right. And then, uh, then I did it again. I just left it alone. Oh, my God. Anyway. No, I, I, I think that people know when their names are complicated, that's their cross to bear. Th and thank like, you. Thank you for putting on them. Spending a week in Times Square. I'll blame the victim any day with you, hon. <laughs> spending a week in Times Square. Oh, yeah. Yes. Contracting an STD. Yes. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. No, but I do not like the licorice flavor. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And um, like um, it's the buttered popcorn that I would really just. You know, actually don't like licorice that one? is even worse. No, I hate that. I hate oh. that. I hate about 90% of the Jelly Belly. The only uh -huh. one I'm really into is Juicy Pear. Wow. Juicy Good Pear choice. shuts down the game. Yeah, no, Good Juicy pear, pear. It's the only one. It's the only one you need to know about. Um, Going through TSA. Mm, well, yes, because the when you get into that machine, even though they say it's not, doesn't affect you, uh, whatever, um, 
The lasers. Like the rays, yeah. <laughs> the lasers. It does scare me. Like, what is this doing to my body right now? And I'm in here. True as fuck. Yeah. I agree. Needles. I don't like them, but they don't they don't scare me. What's in tap water? No, I just block it out. Don't care. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family? Um, no. That's really nice. Yeah, I like most of my family. That's so really, really nice. We have our we can have our moments. So those moments scare me. But overall, no, I would. And I live so far away that I would actually embrace that. I would probably like that. So do you think when you think family, do you think like your immediate family, mom, dad, brother, sister, yes, whatever? Yes. What about your husband's mom, dad, brother, sister, et cetera? If you all had to live in a big house together, <laughs> would, how would that fare? Oh, my God. Well, you put it like that. I mean, not to make it sound all cute and shit, well, but I would I'll say for at this point in my life. No, I think I would like that because I don't see enough of them and everyone's getting older. And so I'm going to I would love that. Are you going to rear a child soon? I would like to. That'd be really exciting. Can I would I, love if you, to. If you have like extra, can I have one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I would treat it so well. Like it would be. I legit. know you would. I would be like so cute. Uh, Sunday nights. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? Wait, no, Amy, let it sink in. <laughs> I when am. That's get, why I couldn't answer. When your, you I didn't give me you one of your extra children, it. it'll be really cute. <laughs> I was just picturing you. It just, I think you'd be a great mom. <laughs> I'm actually really good with babies. A lot of people would die to know. Sunday nights. I love Sunday nights. So no, I'm not scared of them. I like Sunday mornings now because I go to the Atwater Village Farmer's Market. Oh, nice. And they have these translucent ghost peppers that I think I'm going to buy tomorrow. But they look like regular bell peppers, but they're like clear. Huh. But they have like streaks of purple and yellow and red in them. And I want to know what that's about. It's like a deep sea uh, organism, like those deep sea fishes with a deep sea pepper. The shit that's going on on farms is crazy. No, I'm dead serious. Like, what's, if what's going on at farms, like the biological developments every day, and when you look at an heirloom tomato, you tell me you don't believe, like, Mother Nature is here to rule us all. Amen to that. Yeah, Mother Nature's the best. Okay. Um, <laughs> that you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you? Yes. I think that's also probably your because you're an actress. You're an actress, uh, but no. But I feel like you're in your car a lot, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so you're like, am I fresh? Am yes. I? Like, do I like? Even if you're in a fully air conditioned car, mm-hmm. you feel a little gross. Absolutely, especially yeah. here because it's always so hot. Yeah. Yeah. What? I I just like growing up. I'm from New York, and so, like, I would spend hours on the subway, riding the subway. And, like, oh. to me, that's the grossest thing on planet Earth. So, like, a car is, like, a sanctuary. I wouldn't mind spending, like, an hour or two stuck in traffic in a car. If I guess I that's would, true. I wouldn't want to spend 45 minutes stuck on a train anymore in my life. But that does bring me back to my point that depression leads to BO, because I'm sure a lot of people in the New York trains are depressed <laughs> and have BO. <laughs> I'm just saying. Full circle. Uh, yeah, um, they, that's what they call me. Smalls. <laughs> full circle. Full circle McAleer. Um, all right. Commitment? No, hell no. Becoming homeless? No. Change? Mm, no, I, I, I want more change in my life. 
uh, accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? <laughs> no, it doesn't that doesn't scare me. I thought there was a story there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She's I'm like, well, uh, vomiting. Oh God. Well, no, I know people who are like, here. Oh, wait, this is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. I'm not scared of it. Okay. But I know people who are like, oh, my God, I hate. No, no, no. You don't understand. You don't understand. I hate. No, no. You think you hate vomiting? I can't even say vomit. I hate. But no, no. You died. And it's like they, every, they own that in, fear. Yeah. Who likes to throw up? I don't know anyone. And even if people who are like bulimic, I don't think they really like doing it. No one likes the sensation of Food. Anyway, you get the idea. I'm not going to lie. I fucking love vomiting. I love it. <laughs> oh, are you serious? No, I do. And by the way, and Christina I've is. I've never met Christina anybody. is Miss Terrified of Vomit slash we talk I'm, about I'm it. I'm the person you just talked about. <laughs> the, way, the way that I talk about prison for at least 20 minutes an episode, Christina is with vomit. And I actually was going to say, like, can we just make a list of things we're not going to talk any about anymore? For example, I've tried one. to not talk about it anymore right. just because I know as a listener, they must get sick of it. So. <laughs> but I have to be honest, there's nothing feels better than a good old puke. If you need to puke, yeah. it feels so good yeah, and get it out. I, get that's it out. my you know I would way rather have that than be the kind of person that has their morning coffee and then like can't leave the house because I'm shitting myself for five days like <laughs> I would way rather just have my body be like uh, yeah no control alt delete like like that's it I see what you mean about that you love it that love you don't it. you don't mind getting the action of you know disposing what you what your body needs to dispose right I completely agree with that yeah I bet bulimic girls do love it. Probably, you think so? Probably because it's probably part of the ritual. Yeah, like maybe they get addicted to the sensation and the exactly. feeling. Exactly, yeah. all that ritualistic shit. Um, okay. Yeah. Next question. Um, <laughs> moving on. Bugs. Yes, I I hate bugs. Being fisted. <laughs> well, I've never been, um, and I don't think I ever will. But it doesn't scare me. Unusually good-looking people. <laughs> mm, it's just annoying, but doesn't scare me now. Um, it terrifies me. Like really? I never, when I see like a like a very handsome actor or really beautiful actress, <laughs> it's like their pride is their beauty. Yes, I immediately go to a place of like I I don't even know where to look. <laughs> I'm never sure where to look and you can do that like thing that like us quote unquote normals do when we get around like a fucking specimen and we do that. Oh my God, you're an Adonis. Mm -hmm. Like you're so beautiful. Like you're amazing. But like mm -hmm. that's weird too. That's weird for everyone. So I actually get really afraid around like I just don't know how to address the issue. Yeah. It, because if someone was truly hideous, I wouldn't be obsessed with addressing that with addressing that issue. I'd be like, how do we make sure we never, ever, ever mention that that person's nose is a spiral? <laughs> spiral. It's a spiral. Um, old spiral nose. Oh, you know, old spiral nose. Okay, the dentist. Oh, no, it doesn't scare me. I've got, had to go so many times. I'm over it now. Death. 
Yes, it does. Um, the ways to die probably scare me. Maybe not. Maybe not like what happens after, but more like the ways that you die. Like I don't. I'm terrified of being buried alive. Yes, that would be my terrible. Worst. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like that. I know. No, I- <laughs> she just dropped the phone and almost fell off a chair. I don't like it. Um, okay, this is actually very real house or uh, Bravo-y. Okay. Knowing what your hot dog is actually made of, Marissa Hermer. <laughs> Do you watch Ladies of London? Oh, yeah, that's right. <gasps> Marissa's opening up her hot dog thing because that's our – That's I mean, the American – that's, That's the American, American signature, yeah. Um, <laughs> By the way, you could do such a good Marissa. You think so? Yeah. Well, maybe I should do her. That's a good idea. People have been asking me to do someone from Ladies of London. Um, I mean, Annabelle's just too chic. I wish I, there was Julie's more. Great. I wish there was more Annabelle because I would do her. She, I gravitate more towards her. She's more of a character. She's a. I mean, Annabelle's an angel sent mm-hmm. from God. But then there's <laughs> Julie. Do you know Julie's unbelievable balls? Have you yes, been watching? Yes, the Jub balls. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> She's a spaz. Yes. No. And our friends at Watch What Crappens are also obsessed with her. And <laughs> Ronnie sent me a picture the other night of Julie, who has just gotten extensions. Um, and she's really excited to show off her brand new hair look, but the saddest part in true Julie fashion. What? They're not filled out. And oh, so like no. she looks like she has half a sheet of extensions taped oh, to her no. head. And her hair is like yellow. It's not a good color blonde. Yeah, it's so piss it's in not- a jar yellow. <laughs> yeah. So but I love Julie. I do. I love them all. Caroline Stansbury. I think she's she love that gift library. It's going under, but hey. Jelly tots. They're closed. I've been looking at, I think they're closed, but, and now the, it sounds like the company that she's saying she owes them this big check, because mm-hmm. they're the original investors, it sounds like they now own the company, because I saw Caroline was looking for an intern oh. on her, I don't want to get into Instagram. it. Instagram? It's going to just get really dark, so I'm just going to, like, <laughs> anyway. Um, crying in public. No. No. I've done it at so many airports. Okay. <laughs> I have done it at so many airports. I just leave my sunglasses on so you can't really see. Yeah, and then I always crying. see people at airports crying. And I always feel so bad because that is the place where so much, yes. dr- so many dramatic emotional things are happening. I You're, always think right? that at the, the airport. No, I always end up crying safe. at the airport. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, like when I'm leaving my family, like for the holidays saying or goodbye something, to something. Like, you're uh, saying hello to a new life. Yes. You're saying goodbye. Like, or you're uh, going to a funeral. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Oh, man. I know. They're very bittersweet. Yes. But everything they symbolize is very bittersweet. I love airports. I do have to say, though, one thing that I, <laughs> I if I airports. still did that thing, with, oh, I do. I have an exceptional love for them where I really love Hudson News and like I really bask in the glory. I love travels. So it's like, wow. It's my drug. Travels, my, well, I, I have all the drugs, but travel is <laughs> a big one for me. Wow. And I oh was just thinking the other day, though. Don't you hate people that fly a lot and then like make quirky references to how their life's like <laughs> up in the air? Because I'm like, you didn't understand that movie. Like that man's, that man, it hasn't actually really has very little to do with flying. Is it that animated movie? No, George. Oh, Cl- the George, George Clooney Cl- movie. I never like, saw George it. Clinton. What, Molly? <laughs> Uh, no, George Clooney and uh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, I never she was saw nominated. it. Oh, it's but I, great. Okay, I thought it I was think the it's Jason Reitman's finest, where he's up in the um the, the house flies away. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, oh, man. 
up. Yeah, where there's a cartoon miscarriage in the first three minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I love a cartoon miscarriage moment. <laughs> no, is that she was barren. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, because I forgot. That's right. There was the part where their um, silhouettes went to the doctor, and the doctor said something sad to them. Supposedly, you fucking are barren. Like, oh, my God. That's right. I forgot about that part. Light, You're barren. It's a beautiful kids movie. Your so, uterus oh. is useless. Yeah. That poor anyway, lady. Have fun, then someday your widower will uh, fly off in a balloon house. <laughs> you'll save up money. You'll spend your life saving up money for a vacation you'll never get to see. Yeah. Oh, and then wow, your husband will take an obese little boy up, up on a little magical balloon, <laughs> up on a magical balloon ride where his obese Asian parents have no idea where he is. It's a sad movie. I don't like it. I'm not into it. And actually, I don't know the Asian to be obese. Um. <laughs> I understand that that's how, maybe that's how they want it chronicled, but that's fine. Anyway, um, okay, we're rounding the last base here. Um, Just remembering how sad uh, Up was. Uh, no, it's a very sad movie. Um, being with a man who's crying in public. <laughs> Um, and that uh, that just makes me laugh. I don't know why. Um, um, no, it does not scare me at all. Let's get our feelings out, man. If people can't handle emotion, get the fuck off our planet. You can't handle the truth, <laughs> Al Sharpton. Al, Al Sharpton. Who am I? <laughs> Wait, I love that she. After like, what, all like these, years, no one has ever pointed out to her that I don't think Al Sharpton has ever said you can't handle the truth. I know. No what one's, the and then on the 100th episode, she's defending it. Like, she's still, you know, like Ella Sharpton. Yeah. Like, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> no. She's still, like, out of touch. It's crazy. I love her. Uh, satchels of gold. She genuinely said satchels, <laughs> satchels of gold. Yeah. Okay. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit. Yes, that frightens me, terrifies me. Heights. Mm, kind of. Not so, I'm not, like, crazy about it. The idea that your worst enemy might be right about you. Might be right above me? About you. Right about? Oh, right about me. <laughs> correct about you. Their suspicions are correct. Oh. You're a huge cunt. Well, I'm totally fake. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess that would, that would be very scary if that was true. Last question. Yeah. Birds. No, not at all. Love it. You're like Ashley S. from Bachelor in Paradise. I am? Oh, I don't watch Bachelor. Uh, she loved birds. Anyway, Amy, thank you so much for coming on Please Advise This Week. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Can I keep you in the rotation? Um, anytime, anywhere. I want to do some fun sort of like, uh, like fun weird guest combos. And I think it would be great to have you on with some fun weird guests. Oh my God, I would love that. Um, I'm excited about that. And also, you know, if you have any Real Housewives connections, send them my way. Okay, I will. I really want to meet Brandy. I know her. So we'll have to work that that out. (laughs) All right, you guys, send us your updates. 323-450-7408. Email us at askpeaceadvise at gmail.com. Where can we find you, Amy? Um, On Twitter, I'm at amyphillips underscore. Love that. Not to brag. Um, Yeah, (laughs) really, real catchy name. And I meet Amy Phillips on Instagram. That's M-E-E, not M-E-A. Um. And then my videos are on the Watch What Happens Live YouTube page. I watch them. You guys, if you ever need like a smize, I have to tell you because <laughs> I was having like kind of a moment the other day and like whenever I feel really sad about life, I start to channel it into unproductive things. And then I, and so one thing I always do is I like quote unquote cry about Bethany. 
Like I'm so proud of Bethany and I just want to like cry about it. And it's like she had nothing and her, her dad was a weirdo and her mom and then that weird guy she yelled at in Miami. And then like her fucking bitchy friend that's supposed to be her best friend that's like makes her cry. And like I just and then give, she <laughs> tries to give someone like a tote bag full of goodies and it make, ends up and making that, them cry. Uh, yeah. I just like it's honestly I, I so I love Bethany and I feel for her because I, I also am like kind of a strong bitch. So sometimes mm-hmm. when I want to cry about things, I just actually just pretend it's about Bethany and I cry about Bethany. And then the other day I was quote unquote crying about Bethany and I I texted Amy and said, I have to say I'm like in a real dark place and I just am like looking up all your videos and you had done an impression of Amber on Real Housewives of New Jersey's husband, Jim Marchese, that made me laugh so hard and it just brought so much joy into my world. Oh, and that makes me I know so happy. my best friend, Ed, who you also know yeah. uh, from CBTV, uh-huh. um, he, like, so he funny. just, uh, he adores you. And I remember back in the day, like, he would always do it in the wrong context. Like, we'd be at Fiesta Cantina, like, on our third margarita. And he'd be like, watch this YouTube video. And I'd be like, I'm watching a fucking YouTube video. Because literally my wor- my least favorite words in the human language are, hey, watch this YouTube video. <laughs> Because no one wants it because, like, immediately all of a sudden something you would have considered watching previously has now become an emotional burden. Yeah. So I'm not going to burden you with it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. if you're having a night, look up Amy <laughs> Phillips' impressions because they make me so happy. And Only I if you want to. Your character <laughs> reel. Is that for, like, SNL? Oh, like, what is that for? I have a couple character reels. Oh, oh, the one that's up there now. Okay, yeah. right. Um, From, like, a year ago. Yeah, I, can't re- I had to make a character reel, and I don't remember what it was for. It was probably for a sketch show. Yeah, that's I can't. Im- I mean, I've had friends who've done that before, and obviously, that's the. Uh, I mean, anyone who follows comedy history knows mm-hmm. that it's kind of like, yeah. You know, every do all that bullshit that was ever on <laughs> SNL has that video of them doing thirty impressions in five seconds. Yeah, but um, I, it's really like I, it's just really, really impressive. It's really like. There's an art to it, and you can always tell who takes themselves who like who takes themselves seriously in a good way, and Thanks that they like so really much. give it a shot. And like you always do such a good job. It's always like subtle shit with you, but I love. It. Are you actually wearing Ramona Truth Faith jewelry? Yeah, the- because she gave it to me. Oh my god! <laughs> when I met her, so what she are gave those pieces worth, honey? I don't know. Can we? Can we? Have I know. Your I think I jewelry appraised. Yes, I, I know I looked it up at one point, and to be honest with you now, I don't remember. It's They're probably like 50 to $60 each piece. I have oh, two necklaces oh. on. Oh, I remember, because when she was doing it, when she was doing like a Mary Kay style thing, yes. she was saying that they were $80. Okay. And wow, she kept you going, have good it's memory. only $80. I, well, I just remember only $80. <laughs> and I remember being like, you mean for a fucking starfish on a chain, you're charging me 80 goddamn dollars? <laughs> I, but I, not that I don't love a starfish on a chain and that I'm not very much like future anticipating myself buying one because um, I'm not a silver person, but it would go with some sweater sets, I'm sure, in my later life. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You guys follow us on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Just search PLC Advice. You can follow us on iTunes, rate us, leave us a review. Well, if you love it and read it on the show. And then – um. SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash please advise. That's where you should really be listening because then mama gets a check for uh, $25 It makes all this work worth it. So, yes. um, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for calling, you guys. And uh, also suck a dick. Bye. Bye.